Well, I'm excited to have our guest back on the program. He is the director of Cut Daughters of the West. You can check out his work at Daughters of the West Filmed film.com ladies and gentlemen back with us simon essler hey simon good to see you again how are you i'm great i'm great i'm doing very well how are you i'm good um this world is weird your movie is fantastic i think that um when we were on the radio show we were talking about cultural marxism and and it really kind of clicked for me that this this trans push that you did an entire film about that I think people need to check out. And especially if you have kids, Oh my gosh, if you have kids, you've got, you really need to know what you're up against because it's one thing to go, Oh yeah, those people, they're out of their minds. They're crazy. But when you look into the statistics behind it, there's a lot of them going to prison, getting, having, you know, committing suicide, um, winding up in really bad situations. So this is not a healthy environment. And if you've, if you've got little kids and they're going to grow up in this world, like Simon and I both do, I mean, this is, this is something that you've got to be aware of. And it, it struck me when we were talking on the radio show about how the, the, the trans push is sort of a, a subset of this cultural Marxism. You know, I can almost hear Yuri Bezmenov in his disco outfit with Ed Griffin talking about like, and soon they will try to turn your boys into girls. If he'd say, everyone would be like, get out of here with that nonsense. And then, and so we look at, you know, he's, he's, he's sort of like an Oracle. I mean, he was talking about how this is, this is what you would do if you wanted to subvert a nation and it'll take a, a 20, 20 years for this part and five years for this part and six weeks for the crisis. And then you get to the normalization phase. And I start doing the math and thinking about this and going, boy, I mean, we've had plenty of time since he's having this conversation in the late 70s. Uh, we've, we've had time to go through two cycles. And it made me think that, that none of this is accidental and it all feels a bit connected. When you were doing Cut, when you were making that movie, what did you know about cultural Marxism? Or was, did, did that kind of lead you to it? Or was it the other way around? I had come up against the cultural Marxism piece um, before I made cuts. So when I was making my docuseries Superorganism, um, that's when I first stumbled onto it. Um, it was first most aptly described by the documents that I based Superorganism on, which was these documents called the Toronto Protocols. And these are records of two meetings that occurred in Toronto in 1967 and 1985 uh, by a group that um, in these records call themselves the 666. Uh, well, they say, nice. that, yeah, that's how they, they self-identify, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and uh, they, they allege that they are global financiers. And in these documents, they are laying out uh, the plans that they have manifested so far, the plans that they have ongoing and the plans that they foresee for the future uh, to install a new world order. And they're very explicit in saying that communism is going to be one of the tools that we're going to use. In fact, one of these two meetings was called the Red Wave in reference to the mass importation of communist ideas and principles into the West. So that's when I first came up against it. And the, the way they were speaking about it um, it was different than them being communists themselves. They were sort of talking about how their communist ancestors had used these great tools and how they're going to use these same tools, um, but it's towards, you know, a different 
realization, which is the reordering of power in this world. So that was when I first came up against it. And then the more I started digging into it, the more it would pop up sort of naturally within that ecosystem. So I would find uh, girls who were very ideologically subverted, who were in the midst of transitioning, who were radicalized, and they were going on about Marxism, about they read this great trans Marxist blog that had really opened their eyes. They were explicitly talking about this. So that was when I first came up against the Marxist element within this. But I'll admit, at the time, I didn't quite understand the dynamics of this Marxist system of thought and the the depth of the cognition that they're installing in the children i didn't see that part yet so when i went to make cut i tried to pull back into a very broad perspective to say okay what if i just look at demoralization just the demoralization of the west and girls and not even mention communism because i was really looking to make something that even people on the left could um you know enter into even right. though I knew demoralization to be a big piece of that. So I kept it neutral in that regard. But that is really what that film is about. It's about what the demoralization of the Western world has done to preteen and teenage girls. Uh, and of course, as you said, Yuri Bezmenov stated that demoralization is one of the foundational stages to a communist revolution. Yeah. And he talks about it being a 20-year process. He talks about it being the amount of time it takes to educate a generation. And you go, educate a generation? You mean like schools all the, all the way through the government schools and then into the university system too boy god the i i it, it's unrecognizable to me from when i went to college i went to a big university in la in the early 90s and you know we the idea of safe spaces and getting your teacher fired because you had to read a Nicky word or something. I mean, this is that, that, that just would never have happened. It seems like so much has changed. And, and when you hear Yuri talk about the demoralization process and you go at 20 years, okay. Yeah. 20 years is a long time. But if, if you really sort of, if you want to do it right and you've got the time to invest and you don't want to fire a shot necessarily and start a hot war, but you want to subvert them, soften them up from the inside, yeah, if you can get a bunch of people to think completely differently, you might not even need to fight them. You get them to 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 surrender to you just based on uh, on an ideology that they think that they're winning, but they're actually not. And it feels very inauthentic. The whole demoralization process, too. Watching these people go from being proud of who they are, and I'm not saying like. You know, you'd be a white person and be proud of who you are without being a white supremacist or something like that. I mean, it's it's not even like you're cheerleading for your race. You're just not actively shitting on your own race. And yeah. we've watched this change over the years where it's like a contest to see how, how far, especially with white people, how much they can virtue signal by by just you know going out and saying oh and another thing another problem with these honkies it's like you're white man like what are you doing you know so it's a weird thing to watch this play out and i feel like it's um we might i wonder i wonder about this you know given that when yuri's talking about this clearly i think that the process had been under underway even before he was talking about this in the late 70s let's just say it started in 75 you got enough time to run two cycles through, right? Two entire um, destabilization, or the, the, the 
20 year demoralization, five year destabilization, and then, and then do it again. Right. So I wonder, is this, um, I wonder where we're going in this. I think this is the way that I look at it. Um, you can read a book called unrestricted warfare. Uh, I don't know if you've come across this. No. So this is actually a book that was published by the People's Liberation Army, so the, the Chinese Communist Party's army. So this was leaked or, you know, released perhaps intentionally, perhaps unintentionally. But it is essentially a map coming from the, the Chinese Communist Party. It is a map of the warfare they intend to wage moving forward into the future, the warfare that is not only the warfare they were going to utilize, but just the nature of war, how war is evolving. And so they talk about this concept of unrestricted warfare. It's essentially their description of the birth of fifth generation warfare. And in it, they essentially describe the means by which war has become omnipresent and uh, simultaneous and invisible. And um, the simultaneity is one of the aspects that really sort of rang true to me when I started to look at this, these communist phases that Yuri Bezmenov describes, I think there's a certain amount of simultaneity. I think you have a demoralization operation going on over here. Uh, you know, you have uh, the normalization at the end of it over here. I think we have different phases of it occurring in different places of society. It is that notion of unrestricted warfare, that it's not rigid um, in the way that war used to be um, constructed according to phased operations you know, that are then, you know, tied to an overall strategy. It's much more fluid than that. And I think that the communist warfare that Yuri Bezmenov describes um, is essentially super boosted by fifth generation warfare. There are elements of this, these new forms of warfare that Yuri Bezmenov could never have even imagined. And really the primary thing to know, or the primary things to know about fifth generation warfare is number one that it's warfare that is intended to be hidden from everyone so it cannot be perceived as warfare and number two even if you do perceive it as warfare all efforts are performed to ensure that you can't tell who is attacking you or who's attacking the person you're observing so if you put that these concept of unrestricted warfare and fifth generation warfare and then you mix it with what Yuri Bezanov is talking about to me that starts to paint a clear picture of what we're really looking at that there's a just an all-out unrestricted war on the West going on right now. Thanks for watching that clip. If you want to hear the entire episode in audio format, just go wherever podcasts are served, search for Macroaggressions, subscribe to the show, and please rate it when you get a chance. Thanks, everybody.